1: And all our friends around the world, and welcome to Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. I am Raphael. And I'm Michael. The purpose for our show is to awaken souls, develop intuition, and fulfill purpose. Today, we're saying hello, stranger, because communication is sharing who we are with others. It's communication in whatever form that begins to close the gap we might believe exists between us as spirit incarnated in these seemingly individual, independently existing bodies. If spirit is one, limitless, and eternal, then how can there be a whole bunch of us? Well, that certainly seems to be the experience, doesn't it? But there is only one spirit that expresses itself in an an endless variety of ways in life in this world. Communication begins each of our trek back to that undivided wholeness. Each time we say hello to anyone or anything, for that matter, we begin to share a little bit of who we are in spirit with one another. On the other hand, if we were to isolate ourselves from others, we close our doors and choose to not be part of the whole of life and of the spirit that we are. This may immediately bring up the very common experience that many people have had, quote, I tried talking to him, but he won't talk to me, unquote. Now we have to first get back to exploring what communication is. Are you you communicating every time you talk to or speak with someone? Here, remembering that communication is the sharing of who you are in some ways becomes an important distinction. If you're not sharing who you are in some way with the other person, but you keep talking to to that person, you keep talking to that person, are you really saying hello? Or are you just throwing your energy at the other person and talking at him or her? Or at the body over there, are you yakking at that and not the soul residing in that body? When the boss from hell is beating the employee over the head with a barrage of demands and expectations, is that saying hello? Of course not. Rather than it being communication and a sharing him or herself with the employee, the boss is pushing that person further away with a tidal wave of judgment, blame, anger, and fear. We chose Hello, Stranger for the beginning of the title for this show because when we're saying hello to a stranger, it means that we are acknowledging that we don't really know that person. Of course, we might also greet a long-lost friend or loved one we haven't seen in a while by saying, Hello, Stranger, as well. In either case... We're creating a space within ourselves to discover something new about this person, whether we just met the person or we've known the person for years and years. We're not closing our minds to this person by assuming we actually know this person through and through and there's nothing new to learn about this person. We've all heard some people say, oh, that's just Harold or... That's just my mom. In a way, they're saying that the person is just this person that they already know as a certain kind of person, and that's all that person is. The saying, familiarity breeds contempt, comes from this habit that many people have to pigeonhole a person as so-and-so, and that's all that person is. Many a healer was not appreciated as such in his or her family, since he was just my kid, or just my sibling, or in some cases, just my parent. Years ago, I noticed there would be certain people who came to Michael repeatedly and kept asking him the same question every time (laughs) in his clairvoyant readings. Just watching that made me feel like tearing my hair out. No kidding How was Michael able to answer that person each time, often in different ways, without getting tired of it or frustrated that the person wasn't hearing what he was saying? Finally, one day I told Michael, I just don't know how you do that. That person has come to you over and over to ask the same question, and you've answered it thoroughly every time, and you don't even get angry or frustrated. His answer to me was incredibly simple. He said, I see each person as the first time. He was saying, hello, stranger. It's great to see you. I'd like to get to know you. He wasn't saying, oh, no, not that person again. Of course, that would be staring and expressing a judgment in your mind rather than opening it up to share yourself, wouldn't it? So, Michael, would you tell our listeners today more about how you came to learn to say hello, stranger, and sharing who you are with people, whether they are actual strangers or they happen to be family members, longtime friends, students, or colleagues?
2: Ah, uh, <laughs> well, early on in my teaching work, I recall a colleague of mine, another spiritual teacher came to me and made almost the exact same observation as you did, Raphael. She started off with I don't know how you do that. <laughs> almost the exact same words. And and she was mentioning that after she was observing me, answering a student who asked the same question every time, over and over. The this particular teacher told me that she wanted to strangle the student <laughs> just just from watching us communicate over months, right? And and she's going, God, every time that student comes to you, she's asking you the same question. And I watched you answer and listen to you answer her patiently and and you know, like she never asked it before. I don't know how you do that. It'll drive me crazy. And I said, that's the first time someone actually pointed out to me. So what I was doing and I had to think about it. I had to reflect on, okay, well, it was normal for me. And so then when I was looking at her question to me, my, my colleague's question, how do I do that? I'm going, I don't know. At first, it's well, just, that's normal, right? That's natural. <laughs> but she did not think so. And so I'm going, okay, what is it? How did I come to communicate with people in that way? And, and I realized the first thing is, like what I told Raphael years ago, is Oh every time a person comes to me and communicates not just ask questions but communicates I practice being in the present I practice seeing that person for the first time huh so it doesn't matter if it's a person I actually meet just now and never met before or a person I'm you know I've known for years They show up from somewhere, and I have to go, oh, yeah, right here, right now. Who is this person? And that gets me out of any kind of past judgments, any kind of past expectations, preconceptions I have about this person or what everybody says about that person. And I'm looking at this person as if... I'm seeing this person for the very first time. And so then I realized okay, a big part of that came from the years of practice giving people clairvoyant readings. That's a very profound level of communication. And so I train myself, I practice every time. When I sit down, I practice to. Clear the deck in my mind. I'm not seeing a friend of mine or a family member. I'm not seeing somebody who looks like a you know a criminal. <laughs> I'm or even if I knew that this person was an ex-con. Okay, I have to set aside all those judgments, all those images that we tend to carry in our mind about who this person is. I have to let go of all that. And I have to look at this person as I'm seeing this person for the very first time. A fresh new look. Yeah, a fresh new look right here in the present. As far as I'm concerned, when I sit down to look at somebody, they don't have a past that I'm holding on to. They may be holding on to some, but... I'm gonna find that out if I'm in the present saying hello to them for the first time. So that's, I realized that was a big part of it. I literally trained myself to do that. And the other part is that, oh, it's so natural. It's so much part of who I am. I never, until somebody questioned me about it, I didn't really look at it and find out, okay, what else makes me be this way or do this way of communicating with people? And I realized, oh, I'm sincerely interested in finding out who someone really is. Not just making a determination from the way they look or, you know, the clothes they wear, or even their resume that they turn in, their past history, whatever it is, and including their past history with me. What I practice is when I'm saying hello to somebody, again, whether it's a brand new stranger, person I don't know from before, or somebody I've known for a long time, I remind myself, oh yeah am i am I looking at this person with a past with me, or am I looking at this person through judgment of what they look like and they must be this and that and the other thing? and in fact, when you're more psychic you're it's even more important because not only if you're much more sensitive to people's energies and pictures and thoughts and feelings and whatnot, it might be easier for a very psychic person to judge someone, not just on their physical appearance, but on their energy. How, how it feels to be around that person, what, they, what kind of images you see that they're holding on to. And you might even see, oh, this person, uh, you know, committed crimes or is a liar or whatever like that. You can see them being that way. But first, you have to recognize, oh, yeah, do you go into judgment about that person? And, and then if you do, you have to be able to set that aside. So then you can say hello to that person, stranger or familiar person, fresh and in the present. Then it's not like, okay, I've heard this question a thousand times before. Or, gee, I told you a hundred times before, this is the answer. No, that doesn't happen if you're not holding on to those hundred times before or the thousand times before. Or the one time before. Huh. So that's, that's, I think, what I've come to realize. Oh, okay, that's what it took for me to communicate that way. and But the underlying thing is I'm really interested in finding out more about you. I'm interested in discovering who you really are. Not just the way you're acting, not just the way you, you talk, not the way you, what you said, but who really are you? And I've discovered the more I'm interested in who you are, guess what? The more I discover who I am. So this is, this is a, a key, I feel, to one's spiritual growth and development. Because every time you're interested in someone, you're going to start to become more aware.
1: Oh, our first break is coming right up already. So please mark this on your calendar. On Saturday, August 24th, that's just in a couple weeks, at 10 a.m. to noon Pacific time, we'll be teaching the first teleclass in our brand new seven week teleclass set titled Your Psychic Development, Your Happiness and your chakras. Each of the seven classes will cover one of your major chakras, what they are, how they are essential in your daily life, and spiritual growth, how you can become more aware of them, and how to take care of them for your optimal health and happiness. Of course, the first teleclass in this set will be your first chakra, self-preservation, grounding, and beingness. And this is in our You Might Be More Psychic Than You Think series. I just put out a newsletter uh, to this morning, so if you would like to sign up to be on our newsletter list, just go to our website, micheltamora.com, and you, uh, you will be able to get our newsletters, and you can also call our office to have our assistant make sure she can send you the most current newsletter, 530-926-2650, Monday through Friday, business hour specific time. Uh, well, all of you have been enjoying our previous teleclasses in our ongoing series, You Might Be More Psychic Than You Think, know what to do to join us for these life-changing classes. If you've never joined us for this teleclass, I'm repeating this, which you can do from anywhere in the world, check it out. You'll learn simple but powerful psychic tools to help you live your life more joyfully as a spiritual being that you are in this world. So again, for all details, go to our website, michaeltomora.com, events calendar for August 24th. When we return in a couple of minutes, we'll continue with Hello Stranger, Communication is Sharing Yourself. We'll be right back.
3: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward
4: slash Voice America. We hear Just Be You a lot these days. But who are you? What is an authentic life? The answer to these questions and more will be answered on The Authentic Living Show, hosted by Andrea Matthews. Andrea will interview some of today's spiritual, psychological experts and will provide her own wisdom to help you raise your consciousness to the level of your I Am. Listen for Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Heard live every Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel.
3: Mental illness affects more people than you might think. Now there's a program that showcases support resources, how many people in our society view mental illness and how the culture surrounding it is changing. Listen for We Are Hope with co-founder and host Sean Perry. Mental health is being seen as a public health crisis and we want to help, support, and listen. You'll hear the discussions and conversations that need to happen. Tune in every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific on Voice America Empowerment.
4: your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com
0: You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling one 346 9141 Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle.
1: Welcome back, everyone. Hopefully those of you who are new are no longer strangers to us. <laughs> Let's get back to saying, hello, stranger. Every new person or other creatures and even what we m- might consider to be things such as a piece of artwork, a car, or a mountain, we need to learn to say hello to and share at least a bit of who we are with them. Oh, I like to do that with my car sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I, have this I wonderful, see you do that. <laughs> I have this wonderful car that uh, I've had for 10 years. It has 150,000 miles on it, and it's runs like a charm, and every once in a while I'll just go and put both my hands on it and say hello to it and give it a lot of gratitude for keeping me safe and getting me to where I need to go. I have fun doing that because it feels like I have a really nice connection with the beingness that is my car. (laughs) Sounds silly for some, but it actually works i believe and it helps me to stay in tune with the condition of my car yeah actually. that's why
2: you know a lot of cooks you know who are really good it's they follow the same recipe as somebody else but when you have their food it's so much better and it's because they're communicating with everything
1: like mother's love in yeah. the food for their children or, um a wife's love for the food for her husband, and so forth. Well, I wanted to share a little story with you that came to mind when we were we were preparing for this show. And from uh, it brings me back to a story my father told me when I was very young. Um, when he was young, he was uh, traveling around the country, and he happened to be in New York City. And he came into, uh, it was in the early 1950s, so it was before I was, just before I was born. And he said he, uh, they started making these little sandwich shops that were all vending machines. So there were no clerks, there were no prep cooks or anything. There were just these vending machines that you could put a quarter in and get a sandwich out of it or whatever. And um, he was hungry and that was a very cheap way to eat uh, in New York City for him. So he went into this place and there was one other patron in there. He got his sandwich, and he sat across from the patron because it was one of those stand-up-only places, and he said hello to the man. And he said, to his great surprise, this man started talking to him and telling him his whole life story for the next 45 minutes. Now, for my dad, who is, uh, he's he was very social and very, loved to talk to people. He It even surprised him that this barrage of communication came out of this man. And so towards the end of their conversation, he finally said, why did you tell me your life story? And the man said, you know, no one has spoken to me in two months. And I just needed to basically connect with someone. Thank you for doing that. And uh, that really meant something to him, and many of us w- will do something as simple as opening a door for someone else. Um, that's, you know, common courtesy, but it's also a really great way to say hello to someone and to touch someone's heart. Michael, I know you yes. have some stories about this.
2: <laughs> so many stories about saying hello to strangers, I, because not only with st- strangers, but when you say hello, it opens the door to miracles, it really does. That's the beginning yes. of having a miracle. Is you have to say hello, and especially with strangers. I find um, oh, this was a few few months ago. I was in Toronto, Canada, and I was being put up in this um, uh, kind of like a Best Western type of a uh, hotel, and I think the hotel only had four floors. I was on the fourth floor. I came in back to the hotel late one night, about midnight or so, maybe past midnight. And as I was coming in, the uh, uh, desk clerk person, very nice person, uh, recognized me and said, oh, you're going up? I said, yeah. And she goes to the, hollers to the elevator, door closing, and says, hold the elevator. Uh, Michael's coming up. And and, uh, so I see a hand come out. Uh, the elevator, and pushes back the door, and I get to go in. And uh, there's this nice woman uh, in the elevator, and I I said, oh, thank you very much. And and here, uh, we only have four floors, right? But she was on the third floor, I found out later. Uh, So we really only had three floors to go.
1: Was that about two seconds?
2: (laughs) (laughs) No, it was about... uh,
1: Slow elevator, so yeah, five thirty seconds. seconds
2: or whatever it was. But we're going up. The doors closing. Our communication starts right there and then, and and uh, she asked me where I was from, and you know those kinds of chit chat stuff, and so I tell her, and and uh, uh, then I look at her and I notice she's in this humongous life change, and so, so I go, boy, you're green. And she goes, "What do you mean?" He says, "You're you're in a tremendous life change, and you're about to make a decision, aren't you?" And then she practically starts crying, and she says, "Well, that's why I'm here at the elevator uh, in this hotel." She says, "I only live a few blocks down the street. I have a house, <laughs> nice one, <laughs> but I'm at this hotel because I have to clear my head and make some decisions. I know that, and." So now we're getting, and she says, What floor are you going? Fourth. Oh, I'm getting off at the third, she says. And we're getting past the second floor, and I'm going, Okay, this person really needs communication. And so uh, I start to tell her about, uh, I said, You know, it's, it's really tough when you're in a relationship where you love the person, but that person becomes like a Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. You never know who he's gonna be in any given moment. And then she really starts to cry. And she's, like Raphael said, her father's uh, experience, she just starts to lay out her whole life and what she's been going through in this relationship. And I asked her, do you have any children? And then she really starts to cry. (laughs) She has two little kids. What is she gonna do? And so the door opens for her floor and uh, I hold it open for her and and she goes, thank you, that, that helped. I said, would you like to talk for a few more minutes? And she goes, absolutely. I've been praying for this. And so I said, then I'll step out and we can talk in the hallway here. And so she she starts to give me more information and. And I start to communicate with her. We spent, you know, maybe 15 minutes at the most. After that, she was laughing. And she says, thank you. This is what I needed. This is what I prayed for. My prayers have been answered. I am now prepared to go back to my room and really meditate on this. And I think I'm going to be able to make the decision I came here to make. That was the last time I ever saw her. But isn't that a miracle? Yes, it is. What's the what's the chances of I mean this little hotel with little elevator and if the clerk at the front desk didn't say hold the elevator, you know, this conversation wouldn't have happened. So this is what keeps me really interested in saying hello to people even if they're strangers and because Every single time, practically, some amazing thing happens. And if nothing else, I've been in a lot of elevators. (laughs) I'd say "Mm, two to three out of five times I go into an elevator, there's somebody else there or somebody else comes in before I get off. I make it a point at least to say some kind of hello because you never know where it's going to lead you. And a lot of times people say, well, that's easy for you to say because because you're you, and you see stuff and all that. Well, you don't have to be uh, total clairvoyant. you You could be everyone's a clairvoyant. You see something. And so even on a basic physical level, you see things by what the person is, you know, how they're holding themselves and whatnot. And you get a sense, you, you have an intuitive hit on if this person's happy or unhappy or, you know, what, where they're at, if you pay attention. So even in a very short, very short elevator ride, you can have an incredible miracle or the beginning of an incredible miracle. You can have a beginning of a long friendship. Many things can happen when you say hello. And I've just had a lifetime of experiences like that, where you just say hello to somebody. Oh, there's another one, uh, very profound. I gave a talk uh, at a book signing when my book first came out in Los Angeles at a very popular bookstore. It was packed, wall-to-wall people, and a lot of people even couldn't get in. Well... The talk went great. the book signing went great, And we're all done. We've been done for about an hour, and we're just packing up stuff and cleaning up to be able to leave and go home. And the person from the uh, uh, one of the managers from the bookstore was helping us. And then this young woman walks into the uh, talk room where the where the uh, talk was held. And she walks in, and it's like midnight. And um, she goes, what's going on here? And the bookstore person says, oh, I'm sorry, nothing anymore. Uh, Until about an hour ago, we had a terrific talk and uh, book signing and, you know, like that. And it was packed. I'm sorry you missed it. And she goes, I am too. And so she looked really distraught and started to walk out. So I'm on the other side of the room and I yell out at her. I said, But the speaker's still here. (laughs) And she turns around and she looks and she has this puzzled look and she starts walking back into the store. And I said, Yeah. She says, Oh, are you the person, the author who spoke tonight? And I said, Yeah. So if you want to talk to me for a few minutes, I'm all yours. And so we sit down, two chairs, in this empty book uh, talks place, conference hall, and she goes, uh, uh, so what did you talk about? And I said, oh, I talked about you. And she goes, just scrunches up her nose, and she goes, how can you have talked about me? You don't even know me. I said, exactly. I said, my talk was about discovering your sole purpose what you're really here who you are and what you're really here to do in life and she kind of perked up and so I start to give her communication about herself and the whole talk what was it five minutes ten at the longest and by the end I signed a book for her gave her a gift copy and everything and she walked off into the dark night. Well, hey, I might be psychic, but I didn't know where she was at, really, in terms of decisions she's made and what she was going to to do, and... You did know she was distraught. I knew she was distraught, and I think that part anybody would have known if they paid attention. So, but she was smiling when she walked out the door. Never thought much about it. I was glad I got a chance to talk to somebody. And then about, I don't know, a year goes by. No, no, no. It was three years, something like that. It
1: was quite a time period. Yeah,
2: about three years or something like that goes by. I'm in Los Angeles at a different uh, place, a completely different part of the city, and gave a two-day seminar, and, and I was doing some book signing for a few people at the end. And I look up. And this woman is standing there with this uh, ear-worn copy of my book. And she says, oh, I don't need you to sign it. You've already done this for me three years ago. And I look and I go, I, I remember you from somewhere. And she says, yes, you talked to me for five minutes at the Bodhi Tree bookstore after you were done with your book uh, signing uh, lecture uh, three years ago. And I said, oh, I remember. And she says, I saw your name and you were advertised to be here today. I didn't, couldn't make it to the seminar, but I wanted to come here to talk to you, if I could, about what's happened to me since then. Because three years ago, you saved my life. And I go, how could I have saved your life? That's a little bit of an overstatement. She said, no, because when I walked into that bookstore, I was on my way home with my suicide note already written to go kill myself. And I just had to walk in there for some reason. And when you talked to me for five minutes, it totally changed my life. And since then, I want you to know, I've met my dream partner and we got married. We're gonna have our first child I was able to fulfill my dream of being a photographer. I have a successful photography business. And we're buying our dream house. She says, that wouldn't have happened if I killed myself. So thank you.
1: Such an incredible miracle story, just with a quick hello. And she walked in actually looking for that hello. Yep. So sometimes... As an intuitive, you can tune into people who are looking for that as well. That's another way to connect with people is, oh, that person needs a hello from me for some reason. Well, our second break is coming up, and I'd like to remind you that you have, if you haven't already signed up for our free monthly newsletter, I know I talked about this before, but it's kind of important to find out about what we're doing and where we're doing it. You can do that easily by going to our website. We use Michael's name for our website, because mine is too doggone hard to spell, michaeltamura.com M-I-C-H-A-E-L-T-A-M, as in Mary, U-R-A.com, and filling out your email on the right-hand column on your computer and scroll down to the bottom of any page on your phone for the same. Any questions about how you can receive our newsletter or about our seminars and events, you can always call our office. At 530-926-2650. And as I said earlier, I just put a newsletter out this morning. So you can call our assistant, Noelle, at that number. And she will send you a copy of that newsletter. You can call her Monday through Friday during normal business hours, Pacific Time. When we return, we'll continue our exploration of Hello Stranger. Communication is Sharing Yourself. See you in a couple minutes.
2: Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7.
3: Tune in for 5 Blossom Radio. Each week, host Denise Richard will discuss common interests in the fields of art, health, and spirituality. The series is arranged into three parts, focusing on Five Blossom Gatherings, the Four Voices program, and Fires of Compassion. Every program is available on demand, so if you miss any part of the series live, be sure to catch up. Five Blossom Radio can be heard live every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Things Worth Considering airs live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. Life-changing events can have positive and or negative repercussions. When they happen, they can feel elating or devastating to those affected. It can also get in the way of your personal and professional life. On Life-Altering Events with host Frank Zakari, we examine the scope of these events and discuss how to move forward in the wake of the opportunities presented. It's never too late to get started or pick up the pieces and move forward. Listen Tuesdays at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel.
4: It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com.
0: You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living
1: the Miracle. Oh, it's great to have you back. Today we're exploring communication as the sharing of yourself. Especially when we run into a stranger, someone we don't already know, we have to begin sharing ourselves by somehow saying, Hello, stranger. Oh, and there's so many different ways of doing that. Perhaps someone has done this with you. Uh, you might be sitting on a park bench somewhere or by a lake, and someone sits down on that same park bench, and one of you starts with, oh, it's a nice day today. Hey, that's an opening. That's a hello. It might not be directly at you, but it's a beginning. And for us women, especially who are pretty sensitive and also who have had, mm, let's call it, experiences that aren't so positive when we did say hello to someone, I'd like to Uh, explore about how to say hello to someone and have it feel safe and um, because sometimes the psychology of a person isn't quite right and if you're just saying hello to a person and they uh, like like the man that my father was uh, saying hello to he didn't know that he was going to be talked to for 45 minutes by someone who was so lonely and in a big city full of people that he just wanted to sit, make that connection. But on other uh, fronts, you might say hello to someone. And because your hello is sincere and it's full of, um, let's say, the desire to connect as well as the love that you carry, some people misinterpret that hello as a sexual advance. So, Michael, would you like to explore this issue with me And how do we say hello to a person Um, that we intuitively, I'm not going to say are attracted to, because it's not quite like that, that we know intuitively that we need to connect with in some way, even if it's just saying that hello and um, have it be safe for us and and out if, you know, it doesn't quite work out like the way we were hoping for it. Um, You know, uh, one of the things that I know is that when I took my clairvoyant training, I really learned the difference in those hellos. Be- yeah, you've had both
2: experiences as a woman. Yes. And especially uh, by yourself mm-hmm. and with one other person, uh, some strange man, let's say. And you've had both experiences many, many times of, of it turning out. Fantastic! A miracle happens, as well as a few experiences where where it didn't go so well. Yes, <laughs> and and was even dangerous. Yeah. For you, uh, how did you? What was? What do you notice? Having gone through all that, what's the difference in what you did, or how you communicated, or where you were at that made the difference?
1: Well, one of the things was to really have my intuition turned up pretty high, especially if I'm out on the street or walking somewhere at night. And paying attention to that. And paying attention to that. That's right. So, you know, you wouldn't necessarily want to say hello to a stranger that's, you know, hunkering down behind a corner that you're approaching in the dark with your purse on your shoulder. <laughs> you know, if your intuition says maybe it's time to cross the street, it, it probably is time to cross the street and you can still send a hello to the higher soul of that skulking person because well, yes. sometimes that's all they're looking for that's, in a sense.
2: That's part of the secret is spirit-to-spirit is spirit communication. That hello, a real hello. What is a real hello? Yes, the outer part Of the expression could be, hey, it's a nice day today, isn't it? Or I like the shirt you're wearing or whatever. But the real hello isn't about all that stuff. The real hello is you as spirit saying hello, recognizing and saying hello to the spirit, the light that is the other person. And that part doesn't change whether the person is criminal or or. A uh, very gentle, kind person, or you know, hardcore, dangerous, whatever that part is the same, it's only one spirit. So, when you address that beingness, the real light that a person, however, they turn out, whatever they do with this light on the outside, that's what makes it dangerous, right? Is what someone does with that and turns out to be out here in the world. But that part is never dangerous. Spirit is never dangerous. So when you're coming from who you really are, this is the thing about communication being sharing who you are. You have to be. You have to first, again, not only do you pay attention to the other person, but you have to pay attention first to yourself. Oh, yeah. Am I r- walking with my head down? I got to get there. I got to get there. I'm late for my work or whatever. Or you're worried about 10,000 things. Or huh? are you finding your own space to be the spirit being that you are? And, and when you first notice, oh, there's a person there. Shall I say hello to that person? It's a total stranger. How about grounding yourself first? You know, uh, most of you who've been listening to this show for a while have practiced the grounding of being, having a tree trunk connect from your first chakra to the center of the earth. And just, ah, oh, that helps you release, just let go of anything that you've been trying to do something about that's not yours, and you start to settle down, and then The next thing is being in the center of your head. Oh yeah, I'm spirit. I could be anywhere. I could be anything, but you're choosing to be neutral in the center of your head. And in that space, when you're grounded and aware in the center of your head, you have the most ability to discern truth from lies, to intuit what's correct for you. You know, what's correct for me a lot of times may not be correct for somebody else and vice versa but i follow what i know to be correct for myself and being true to yourself you never go wrong with that so there are times where you know you run into people who are kind of sh- <laughs> kind of you know shady looking but i i've done that and of course I'm a man, so so that may give me a little bit more advantage or whatever. But I've run into, in the dark alley, really big, gnarly dudes <laughs> with tats all over their arms and, you know, looking pretty, pretty mean. And some of them were. Others, I just said hello to. And what do I start that kind of communication with? And I look and go, oh, this guy who looks really tough and mean and big, like you don't want to be beaten up by somebody like that, but his tattoos are incredible. I mean, I'd never have tattoos for myself, but I appreciate when someone has a really beautiful uh, masterpiece of a tattoo. And this guy did. And so... I said, hi, I said, cool tats. And totally, he smiled and he starts showing me his tats. And I said, that took a long time. That took years for you to build this masterpiece, didn't it? And he starts to tell me all about it. And he turns out to be this guy with a super big heart, you know, and and he absolutely loved that which is beautiful in life. And this was the way he was able to experience that is having incredible masterpieces of tattoo on his body. and and he was so happy because I didn't have any judgments against it. He runs into a lot of people who, once they see how big it is, how big he is, how much tattoos he's got, and, you know how, Kind of tough he looks they just have that judgment and get fear afraid of him and throw fear at him. so yes I wouldn't I wouldn't say hello uh, openly and, and to someone who's out to you know hurt somebody and looking for just somebody to to pounce on whether you're a man or a woman and yet just like Raphael said that. Once you get yourself grounded in the center of your head, tune into your own intuition. Okay, is this someone I need to say hello to? And let's say if you get yes, then is it safe for me to say hello to this person? Okay, and you don't want to put yourself in something that's going to be dangerous, right? And so, especially when you don't have to. So then, when you do that, and you really follow your own knowingness, what you know inside, and this is, everybody's got that, right? You just have to, but you have to trust yourself, and really have to, you know, if if you appreciate who you are, ah, that's key. If you appreciate yourself then you're going to know what to do that's going to keep you not only safe but it's going to allow you to have the experiences that you're going to learn great things from to have miracles and know which person to say hello to now and which person not to and but Even when you don't overtly say hello, just like Raphael was saying earlier, I might, you know, I've been in situations where I go, oh, no, I better not say openly anything to that person. I've run into that many, many times. So then, but that doesn't mean I should withhold communication. I just, from spirit to spirit, without saying anything out loud, I just send them a hello. And sometimes that's started the miracle, where a person who looked like they're going to be dangerous turns into a, you know, a teddy bear. And all of a sudden, they start to pour their heart out.
1: One of the things to remember that everybody out there in this world, everybody that you run into, whether they know it or not, are psychic and intuitive, and they will receive your hello Yes, In one form or another, even if it's a silent one from your spirit to their spirit. And it goes both ways. Like the story I told about the uh,
2: talking to that woman in the elevator. She hears she's a, you know, much, uh, I'm not a big guy, and maybe not mean looking, but, <laughs> and I don't have any tats, but she's smaller than me, and, and I'm a guy, and... I'm sure physically I was probably stronger than her, but she wasn't afraid at all. And why is that? It goes both ways. It's not just one way where you're afraid of somebody else, but somebody else could be afraid of you. If you're being yourself, there's no fear. Uh, breaking down those barriers. Yeah. And, and so sharing yourself just means, hey, this is who I am. And take it or leave it. And that woman knew I wasn't going to hurt her. And she opened up. We had this wonderful communication. Miracles happened. It's like that.
1: And yet she was in quite a vulnerable position because she was a a single woman alone in a hotel. Yes, in an elevator elevator. with the doors closed (laughs)
2: with some guy, total stranger.
1: Yeah, so... Um, It's a good thing to practice, too, if you're wanting to connect with people more. And I even practice this hello as a slightly shyer person than Michael when I have to speak in front of people. So just saying hello to my audience before I go out in front of them makes it a lot easier for me and, and takes away the fear because I know they're there to hear me, and I have something to give them. Well, we're at the end of our show already We hope you enjoyed it. And again, uh, to have gained some new insights about communication. We're so delighted that you've joined us today. Be sure to tune in next Wednesday for our show, Forgiveness. You say goodbye and I say hello. (laughs) Sound familiar? Learn more about the relationship between communication, forgiveness, and healing. And remember to check up on our New teleclass starting August 24th in our You Might Be Mars Psychic Than You Think series. And make sure to check our website for all the events listing for August or call our office at 530-926-2650. Until then, be inspired, use your imagination, and follow your intuition joyfully. This is Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora. See you next week. <music> We
0: appreciate your joining us today. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura can be heard live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we talk again next week, remember to wake up to who you are. It's your purpose here on Earth.